everyone, we are back with the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me is none other than my co-host, Avira. Hey, what's up, everyone? I hope you are having a fantastic day, wherever you might be on this beautiful Mm -hmm. day. (laughs) Next on the show, we have Noble. Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Bring your popcorn. You know, I think that's a, that is a very, very, very <laughs> perfect food set, given what's going to be coming in the world of tomorrow. Can't wait. Cannot wait to get, can't wait to dig in. Now, and joining us to round out this week's panel is Beowulf. Yes, yes, Jack of all trades, uh, master of nothing, and, uh, well, enjoyer of the apocalypse as it happens. And an apocalypse we're having, we shall enjoy indeed. But first, I would like to share with you the key art for this season of the Raiders Rambles, Better Late Than Ever, but it is finally here. Yeah, oh, I love with, it. I'm, a, I'm with Jolt on this one. Give me some marshmallows. Jolt stole <laughs> my marshmallows. No. I love that shirt you're wearing too, Jolt. It looks really cool. Yeah. It's um, it's a really cultural, traditional shirt. Nice. That's my culture, yeah. Nah, where's my shish kebab? <laughs> I don't know. I, I've had <laughs> my first choice. Like uh, back here. Oh, I mean, I'd totally, I would totally trade a marshmallow for a Kransky. Eh, in case you guys don't know, a Kransky is also called a sausage in some parts of the world. I didn't know this until literally about five minutes ago. Yeah, certain, it's um, <laughs> certain. They're really popular in certain parts of Europe. Yeah, but hey. you know, I guess I just call them German sausages. That's pretty good. I love the text too. All the you know, it looks like it's all on fire. <laughs> So this is what, season four? Five. Is this season four or five? Five. Wow. My goodness, it's been a long time. You're a month, a little little less than a month early for Cinco de Mayo. Oh, okay. But yes, what are we, if not the chroniclers of watching the world burn? Yes, yes, and <laughs> enjoying sustenance from the fires of the burning world. <laughs> After all, we know we know certain civilizations are in decline. We know certain civilizations are resisting said decline and are getting, you know, negative treatment for it by certain civilizations. But we do know um, price of sustenance is not as great as we'd hoped for. So, you know, enjoy the, thing, enjoy the enjoy the meals on an open fire while we can. We didn't um, start the fire. Hell yeah. I, I, I mean, so before burning, long, you could just stick something oh, inside. <laughs> the world's been turning. <laughs> we did not start the fire. But yes. Um, I'm, I'm more of the Fallout 3 kind of I don't want to set the world on fire. Hmm. Yes, it's a I want to start a burning desire in your heart, you know, kind of thing. So, Aww. 
Yeah, it's a very, if you actually listen to the whole song, it's actually a very romantic song, but, you know, I'm a nerd. <laughs> You're good, buddy. It seems like it's a very thematic song. It fits in I mean, after Nuclear like... Fire, yeah. That's what <laughs> cool. we're all waiting for at this point, right? It really yeah, we'll see. Who's going to who's gonna push the bun first? Is it going to be, you know... Uh, is it going to be the Bold Eagle, or is it going to be Zabi Vaka? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't there, like, a, a short meme about Zabi Vaka already pushing the button out of anger? Because, like, the furries were <laughs> yipping him. He's just like, mmm! And he, he's like, I'm done! <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> I can totally get behind that. But now we just have to wait and see how this all plays out. So, without any further ado, let us dig into it. Dig into what's here for the week. Now, I want to preface this first what's here with a popular meme, a popular saying. In 1972, I bet we're going to have all kinds of amazing things like flying cars and hoverboards. And, you know, and anything that the human mind can conjure up, come to life. But now, here we are, we're in 2022, and we get this. And so, what we have is a furry convention called Motor City Furcon. And its theme for the year is Visions of the Future. Future has arrived. 92020. Not in 2021, but finally in 2022, amidst all of the crazy events and cancellations. Oh, boy. If this is the future of cons, I'm terrified. Well, right. Yeah. So this is a yeah. public statement from the staff at Motor City Fur Con in 2022. An open letter. Shall I read? Yes. To the attendees of MCFC, today we want to thank the vast majority of our attendees for making MCFC the amazing con it is. We appreciate your donations to our charity, and we're overjoyed by the fun you have when you're here. This makes all the hard work over the year, over the year five months in this case, totally worth it. However, we unfortunately have to address uh, several issues that were brought to our attention by the hotel after the convention. Yeah, we're lucky to have such a good hotel team that is still willing to work with us. I'm surprised they're still willing to work with you guys. Holy shit. Still willing to work with us, and these problems are not irreparable. Uh, they, uh, I don't know about that. But these issues do need to be addressed. We have chosen to break these down and ask everyone who has attended to read through them. MCFC is your con as much as it is ours, and some of these issues, whether you are part of the problem or not, will require all of us to talk. Or, or fix. I mean, both, honestly. As it goes down, uh, let's just see some of them. Vomit in the public bathrooms and guest rooms. We have leaving bathrooms and hotels in an unsanitary in condition. condition. No, I, I, I think there's a very specific line in there. The hotel went as far as to describe the conditions as a biohazard. Oh, another one! Like the LFC. Wasn't that nice? 
Yeah, Good lord. Yeah, no, no. This is what happens when people just don't care and you leave them unattended. One of the reasons it was a biohazard is because there was literal shit smeared on the walls and floor all uh, over the damn place. Is this so why when you look at this? Read this headline, like on the on the second pointer. Unsanitary right. uh, condition number two. Okay, so uh, we have received reports of multiple occurrences of feces in public restroom walls and private bathrooms in a manner that is inconsistent with illness or accidents. Oh, so it was intentional. Yeah, no shit. Ha, huh, get it? No shit. <laughs> Some guest <laughs> rooms had feces. Oh, God. Left left on beds or in sheets? This behavior is unacceptable. Oh, God, I want to fucking vomit. What? And we have encouraged the hotel... Um, what is that? Uh, assess fees to keep track assess of what rooms... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, to keep track of the rooms. Accidents can happen, but please clean up after yourself, especially in your own room. And notify the hotel about the situation. Yeah, obviously, this is not an accident. And then they go on to the adult baby lovers, uh, the adult diaper shit. Oh, God. Oh, no. There's I can't. more to that, but we will first start. Like, let's do one point at a time. And okay, yeah, sorry. Whole, with the whole, you know, the whole hygiene horror. Let's start. I mean, Furcons are kind of known for their bad hygiene, to be fair. Just, no, but this, this was... This is kind of another level. Well, well this is like Rainforest 2.0, basically. And, and you thought the, the cum pizza guy was bad. But dude, this is like... This looks like it was multiple people just not giving a shit. Or actually, no, maybe they gave too many shits. Way too many shits were given. So, out of yeah. curiosity... <laughs> Were these guys pro LGBTQ? Um, the noble, noble. This is the furry community. You have you to remember must be that pro you know, or you are for you're forbidden from you, going they, anywhere. Uh, like the, the the gays make up a, a big proportion of the community. Yeah, no, hang on. Um, I'm I'm going to take a look at F M M C M C F C. Right. I don't think this is about sexuality. This is more about just being a complete degenerate because yeah, you're you right. can. It's not, yeah. Like, I wouldn't be maybe fetish related because a lot of the adult baby diaper people, maybe they're into that. I just, but go. Oh. Now, whether or not they overlap is another story on its own, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do because some of these elements may be connected to each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they actually so, classified this as a biohazard. Holy bonkers, man! Well, I mean, I think this is this is I, why I've we've been in a couple rooms that are that are pretty close to that. And I, I, yeah, no, I. I okay, that's it. That's it. That's stuff. it. I am officially going to change my finger to the hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Holy shit. Uh, can can we please continue on with this? Because I want to find out about <laughs> degeneracy that occurred with this. I really yeah, all right. ABDL slash adult diapers. This is a subject that is quite volatile in the furry community as of late, and we want to begin by acknowledging that the ABDL community as a whole is filled with good people who know how to act properly. And this section is to address the bad actors. Okay. Oh boy. 
We have reached out to the local community and asked them to talk to their members, but we want to implore the ABDL slash babyfurk community as a whole to work within themselves to address these shortcomings. There were several reports. There are reports of several instances of adult diapers left in public bathrooms, in stalls, on countertops, and trash cans filled with them. Filled with them? How many fucking people did this? A lot. Oh my god. I think MCFC is like one of the hotspots for this kind of thing. Right. Be bad as it may, but there are some, there were even people who were posting on their Twitter, like they've got like suitcases full of these adult diapers. Good lord. Please read the rest of it. Righto. We understand that wearing diapers is part of being in the ABDL community, but we are asking you not to leave these items in public spaces and to return to your rooms to deal with it. We also ask that, out of respect for the hotel staff, you double bag and dispose of them in a manner that requires minimum contact between the hotel staff and these items. If you need extra trash bags, please ask the front desk. They would gladly supply you with extra rather than encounter a nasty surprise in the room. Why are they cuddling them with this sort of wording? I mean, holy shit. Because it's like 60% of their attendees. No, no, but you're so right. Like, they're saying it's okay if you do this, but if you do, we'll help you out. Yeah, because, no, they're, uh-huh. because you can't say no to this kind of behavior because it's such Wait. a large percentage of people. guys, 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 guys. You're guys. missing what I'm saying. No, it's like I guess. Go ahead, Noble. Before I butt in, what I'm saying is that adult diapers isn't the problem here. The problem is how it's being disposed of. It should be wording stating that leaving them on counters, how they've been disposing of them inappropriately, is unacceptable behavior. Hmm. They shouldn't be cuddling them and saying, you know, please be considerate. It's yeah. gone past that. Considering well, we, that they've had to make a statement like this, it should be stating, yeah, this isn't a good idea. It's, you know, Don't do I it. find it so fitting that they're basically treating the babies like babies. <laughs> yeah, good point. Well, I mean, they kind of have to. <laughs> I wonder it's how many of like their staff are into this shit, too. I would imagine probably a large percentage. At least some of them, right? Probably. I, I don't know. Like, if you, if you, I think this is kind of a regional thing, and I don't know why it's a regional thing because there's certain conventions that this happens alarmingly high percentage of time of the time. Um, Motor City Furcon is in Michigan. And the last, the most well-known incident is in way, way, way out west in Washington State, Seattle, way back all those years ago. Yeah, that was Rainforest, right? Right. And I'm not sure if there's a connection in either one of them, or if it's just a local, like a state-by-state thing. I, I don't say. know. It, it, it seems... It, I don't know. There, there's, like, th- this kind of area in the surrounding states and kind of that Seattle area seem to be like a brewing pot for that kind of thing. But I don't know. It might be just a West Coast thing that's transversed into other West Coast-like places. Right. Okay. We've got, there's still a few more items on the on the docket here. Yeah, we're only... Public displays of infection. So 
the, the yeah, furry no, community no, has no. always been a rather affectionate group of people between consenting adults. Hugs, cuddles, kisses, and even a friendly squeeze on the butt are not uncommon. Okay, very specific there. We respect this. However, we did have a few reports of people, shall we say, rounding third base, sliding for home. Please, if you want to put on a show, invite your friends back to the room, but we ask you to keep the uh, PDA, Public Displays of Affection, to appropriate levels for a hotel, lobby, and public spaces. Yo, people were getting it on in the lobby. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> what? That, that's, re that's grounds for removal from, like, two-thirds of conventions, except apparently this one. That's bizarre, eh? Wow. Okay. Like... Yeah, I've I've had I've I've heard of people getting removed from the hotel, like their room getting canceled for less, because they took the whole you know that whole thing too far. The whole it's incredible that the hotel staff didn't kick them these guys out for all the damage, all the literal biohazard crap going on. Like, oh my goodness! I can kind of understand people getting caught with their pants down on the balcony. I can kind of understand that. Full-on full on sex out in the lobby in public areas. Uh, no! Uh, oh, no! Uh, Come on, man. going on here? Okay, this kind of thing's happened at, like, uh, MFF. But granted, they got kicked out of their hotel and everything else. Like, they got told to leave. They're not welcome anymore. Uh, but, it, yeah... It, if they're just like, hey, you need to go back to your room. Uh, I'm, not, no. I'm not sure if this is a law in like every single American state, but I do know, at least here where I live in New Public York, like decency. Yeah, that's like a yeah, you can go to jail for that. Like, I'm don't be doing that. I'm honestly surprised no one tried to hose him down. <laughs> With what? Well, surely they're going to have fire extinguishers and whatnot around. <laughs> How can you imagine if, like, some, like, furs were getting it on, like, in the corner of the lobby and some guy with a fire extinguisher just came up and was like, no! <laughs> yeah, there, 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 would, there would be a lot more uh, hassle from that, because that makes a mess. Ah, uh, yeah, that'd be wild. Oh, but well, the, the next part of that was also, um, was also about the, the furries, like, sleeping in cars and stuff right, in places that they right, shouldn't be. Right. And, you know, sleeping in the lobby car slash other. And, look, I get it. Maybe they couldn't get enough hotel contracts. Or they, you know, like, no enough overflow hotels. Which they should do. And, like, like I, I've, I've known people at cons, like, cons that I've been to that have slept in their car. For instance, they brought, like, a minivan. And they had, like, a little, like, bed in the back. Like, I've seen that at Apocalypse several times. And, um... Where else was it? Oh, when I was at A&E, uh, my friend left our room and he <laughs> ended up sleeping under a table in the game room. <laughs> like, or even like they... Well, he lost his room key and he didn't want to wake us up, so he just slept there. You know, or Probably not the then, best idea. They, they'll just go and sleep on the lounge, the hotel I'm lounge. I'm a little confused about the uh, sleeping in the lobby cars. I can understand to a point, but... Eh. I and think... other... Look, I can understand if someone is busy and they fall asleep outside. Right. I think there's an element of, or, you know, um, you, you, you pass know, out in, like, a chair when you're stingy. But if people... Something, but... 
if people are purposely going out of their way to one not rent a room and actually stay properly and instead just sleep where they drop, then that is a problem. If yeah, well, that, that... while waiting, that's a different story. But you know, full on putting yourself to you know, camping down someplace that's that's unacceptable. Yeah, because that, that's not even ghosting at that point. You know, like it's not like they didn't register, and I don't know if they did or not. But like, I, if you don't have a room, I mean, where where are you going to go? I guess your car, right? I, I mean, I suppose that's not necessarily a great choice, but no. Probably not, because the hotel's losing money that way. Yeah, the hotel's not happy, because, you know... But granted, granted, I've seen hotels gouge the crap out of people. When there's a big event like this, and all the other hotels are, like, get notified, because they all get in their little hotel huddle, and they're like, hey, there's an event going on. Everybody raise your prices by, like, 190%. Yeah, all the hotels in the local area. Yeah, we've seen that happen. That that happened... That was even happening with Denver, like the Crown Plaza mm-hmm. and stuff for their remaining rooms. Their remaining rooms just skyrocketed, and it, it's like a great place because it's near the airport and everything else. Not well near, near quote unquote, but like their rates went up something like three hundred percent when Denver was going on. Wow. Well, that's kind of like with flights too. Like, it's more like I guess capitalism, right? Like if if a hotel knows that several thousand people are going to be attending. For this weekend, of course, they're gonna want to, you know, squeeze it's, out as much money as possible. Like, oh yeah, you know, I mean, MFF, you know, MFF seasonal is pricing glorious for it. You know, yeah, they, they get it under that seasonal like, pricing clause where it's like, oh hey, our prices are different because there's something going on. Yeah. Anyway, that but you know, but being financially stingy does prompt them to you know to try their luck sleeping on the hotel lounge and stuff. Which or even is a no no. And you know because... what? It makes me wonder too. You know. Furries with all of the disposable income and shit like that, why don't they have friggin' camper vans? If they want well, to yeah, th- exactly. Economy. That's what I was saying. I- I've seen that at Apocalypse. There were a few people during the car show that had not camper vans per se, but like modified cars and stuff that they lived in. Legit. Yeah. Well, well actually, in some hotel parking lots, and even if it's like an open, like a convention center kind of parking lot, RVs are considered illegal, and they can be towed. Oh, really? Bring like an actual camper into like something like that because it, you can you can have your vehicle essentially repossessed by a towing company and get towed away because you are breaking laws because they're only allowed on campgrounds, kind of thing. I see. See, when I was at for Apocalypse, we had a thing called the Cool Bus, which is basically a modified. Entirely large, you know, yellow school bus that was in the parking garage, like across the street. And um, yeah, people like lived in there. Yeah, they didn't have to buy a room, none of that. And there's certain areas that you can get away with stuff like that, but there's other areas where, like, as soon as like uh, an officer sees that, nope, tow trucks call, you're getting it impounded. Damn. I know Denver is one of them. Like the actually the Crown Plaza, there's signs: no overnight vehicles or camping, recreational vehicles, stuff like that. Okay, now that, I, I get that, but I I just think it's really hilarious that MCFC is all about the future of the cons and they're looking to the future, and this is the precedent that they set. Fire. This like is the good lord, this is the what future that the... can we look forward to, huh? Sorry, this is, this yeah, is really we're a fur cons, everybody. So, so you know. <laughs> 
They're setting Holy the precedent crap. for the future of Furcons. We're all hosed. Well, this is why people say we, as we went back earlier, we're in decline. Furry is in decline. Well, it's also becoming hyper mainstream too, like by force. So basically, you know, they're gonna become like the um the the old Roman Empire. Does does Motor City Furcon have a does Motor City Furcon have like a mask mandate or vaccine passports or anything um, like that? I'm sure they did. I, I think it's Detroit. Right. So And this is this was why I wasn't interested in going to my, you know, to the premier Furcon down here in Aussie land was because yeah. while most well practically almost all of the country has lifted the vaccine requirements in public venues, except for public transport. Um, the con is keeping them. Wow. Yeah, that, that's a common thing. Like, almost all the fur cons in the U.S. are doing that, too. They're keeping, so you know, you have to be you vaccinated. Know. You have to wear a mask everywhere, which, I mean, I understand the mask everywhere. You're getting people from literally all over the country coming. But the vaccine mandate, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. But yeah, it's messed anyway, up. So, if there is one thing to look forward to, I guess it's um, it's babies taking the baby thing way too far. Is basically what the future of cons is it has in store for us. That's nothing new to my knowledge. So <laughs> yeah, but well, they, yeah, I, I guess they, they also seem to not really care about that. And you're right, Joel. Yeah, they no, were no, like no, coddling. No. There's a difference between not caring and staying in character. Okay. Yeah. True. That's there fair. is. Fair. But like yeah. please dispose of them properly. We'll give you extra bags and I and we know accidents happen. Like bitch please. This is like it, it, oh, this God, is someone I, who is either intellectually coddled to the point that they think that this behavior is okay, or it, mm -hmm. this is my opinion, that uh they find this stuff funny. Or something yeah, similar to 100%. that. 100%. And they don't care about the consequences, even if that means an, an entire convention just goes away. I would be very, well, unsurprised if the hotel that hosted MCFC didn't want the furries back after all the literal shit that they caused. Oh, I think the hotel and the con have a pretty long-standing relationship. I'm not sure. This might be another convention I'm thinking of. They have a pretty long-standing uh relationship so it's kind of one of those things hey your people messed up and they're like hey sorry we'll, we're gonna do everything we can to keep those people out just let us kind of know who is in these rooms so we can basically ban them from next year well they're gonna have to look at the damage bill though but well yeah if they but, can't, you yeah. know that's also charged to the person as well and that poor staff member can you imagine like just going in you know changing the sheets, nope. and there's just, like, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into it. I know, just, oh, my God, you open the bathroom door, and you're like, what happened here? I'd be one of those, nope, here's my uh, here's my badge. Here's yeah, here's my, my two weeks, I'm out. Good. No, no, it's like, well, I don't know. Michigan might be an at-will state, so you might be able to be like, no. Be like, yeah, um, I need a raise if I'm going to be cleaning up after the furries. <laughs> it's not people, they have most to bring in specially trained staff. Most Ugh. people are probably going to forget that if they have to bring in either specially staff or, uh, well, people start quitting, it's going to get to the point where 
a hotel is going to say, yeah, we're not going to have you around anymore after this. So by all means, the I'm going to use the word here, degenerate slackers that are pulling this sort of shit yep. understand that you might not be able to do this again simply because the con just can't find anywhere else to open up. Well, that's what happened with Rainforest, too. Like, they were totally done. Yeah, they, they, they utterly trashed the hotel there. I Completely. Mean, like, yeah, they flooded it. Yeah, it was nuts. I, but there was I, also the diaper stuff going on in cars. But this one is more about the whole ABDL thing. Hey, more alphabet soup. Well, you know, the adult baby. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm saying yeah, this. Yeah, about baby, you know, die. Yeah. Anyway, but that's pretty much, that's, that is that, though. We just future of cons, guys. How... Future, <laughs> yeah, cons, future of right cons, right here. Trickin' baby first getting coddled. <laughs> oh, uh, it's not... Have, you know, yeah. it's a matter of what's next, what's at that point. Yeah. So, well, next item. Next item. Twitter. Bum, bum, bum. Yes, you probably ha you may have heard that Elon Musk has recently purchased a 9.2% stake in Twitter, and that's made him quite, you know, have some modicum of influence over what's going to happen next to it. It actually had quite a bit. Uh, he invested over $150 million to um, buy this, this stake in Twitter. Yeah, and the, heard... the stock price went up from 39 to $50 in the last couple of weeks. He only has less than 10% of the company. Yeah, but he's less than 10. But he's no, a majority shareholder now. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that doesn't matter. If he had something like 25 or 30%, I'd be raising an eyebrow. If well, he had thing... 51%, I'd be like, oh, shit, this yeah. is something. Yeah. 10, less than 10% is fucking nothing. Well, you have to realize no one else holds as much as he does. He holds the most amount of shares consolidatedly. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to listen to him. Yeah. But he, he already did have some complaints about things he wanted to change. I mean, well, that's a huge investment, like, too. Like, uh, uh, like a board of directors, essentially. He basically yeah. like shoehorned his way into the board of directors seat, and it's like, hey, I'm here now. One of the things that Elon Musk wanted to talk about was getting, or he suggested, was the edit button. Like, let's say if if you're making a, a statement and you say, like, oh, it happened in New York. Oh, actually, I meant New Jersey. Then, like, you can go back and edit your tweets and stuff, and people can see that. I also my, want to bring back the dislike button. I mean, that'd be good. My argument with, with the edit button is that people should still be allowed to see the original post. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. Like, see original yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think something like that, you should be able to see when it was edited. Yeah, of course. Yeah, a little timestamp on it. But well, I think he was also forum, talking about other... Sorry? Yeah, with forums, you have the option uh, not to actually see what it previously said, but you can see when it was edited. So adding both of those functions wouldn't be difficult. No, it'd be optimal, I mean, honestly. Well, with mm -hmm. eBay, for instance, you can, if you made a purchase of something, you can see the original listing that you purchased and not the current one. This functionality is completely possible, not that difficult to implement, but Twitter is on the uh, thing of, oh, we can't have this. It's like, 
yeah, op- your biggest mistake ever, and it's like you can only delete it, which makes it look even worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. If, if someone screen capped it beforehand, yeah, it's just like, hey, why'd you delete this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see that a lot. I don't know. You, you think that's a good thing that Elon Musk is in, involved in Twitter now? Um, I have a mixed opinion on this. Like, you may think it is, like, if you have one, like, one set of lenses, but it depends if you have another set of lenses. Um, I would say I wouldn't get your hopes too high up on Elon because he yeah, only I, has I'm... so much power. You have to realize this is probably for something bigger. Like these, the I, 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 my says that he's doing this for to like learn what makes Twitter good, what makes them bad, kind of thing. Even that, or, you know, I think we all realize now that this world also is basically money. run by like you know, is a clown show that's run by some uber rich cunts who may you know. You have well, all these, you know, not enough practical, all this money, not enough brains. I've been around um, African Americans like that before, and something rubs me the wrong way. Specifically, for instance, I had one as a boss, <clears throat> and he decided, in his infinite wisdom, it would be a great idea to work on a three-phase power switch without having a, well, being a licensed electrician in the country, which raises a few eyebrows so when i see stuff like that uh, some of the poor maintenance done on the equipment at work so when i see the things that elon musk has been doing with his company it's like eh, this is a bit concerning he's made some very silly investments like in the hyperloop and <laughs> stupid crap like that mm-hmm but even now, with Twitter, to get back onto this point, um, you may think it's a good thing because it actually exposes, tw- you know, the company of Twitter for exactly what it is. Like, well, a, well, a pseudo-religious cult of a dumpster fire where everybody, like the employees there, reacted in a, ca- a catastrophic meltdown. Please, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was great getting to watch that. Have a look at some of these. Grimdor Cassie, I'm honestly kind of terrified. RN, prominent transphobe, buying a large stake in Twitter is not at all funny. Oh, a and prominent transphobe? Get the hell out of here. He's not and, a... You know, Come on. And in the bio, the things that struck out, lady, well, not lady, that's whatever. Cat lady, feminist, gender queer, trans woman, blah, 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 flags, yeah, pronouns. Yeah, so... Yeah. yeah. See, people like this completely forget about their behavioral issues where when something they don't like occurs, violence is acceptable. So why don't they just wait till they get him into a room and then just throw him out of the building? I mean, that will prior to like beating the living snot out of him, which is what individuals like this seems to think is acceptable. I mean, it's your ball game. Play it. Yeah. So this is another one uh, from, from Gerard. He says, my current sentiment Stock is up. Yay. But what about our company culture? Well, yeah, like I said, it did go up about 30% since Elon Musk invested. Yeah. Didn't Elon make it clear that he believes in freedom of speech? Yes. Yeah, that's why the lefties hate him. Doesn't that still give them the right to basically have their say? Mm Mm-hmm. 
allowing yeah. everyone else to have their say and not have to worry about getting um, shit canned. Whereas... Yeah, but now getting banned is like uh, they don't like the fact that people have greater freedom of speech, or at least that's in their opinion. From what it seems like, They're like so I can't think... believe this. Oh no! You think it's like oh, a free Intel market is. It's almost like a free market is working in the way it's intended. Huh. Mm -hmm. Another one. Jerry says, looks like I picked a good week to be off. No ragrets. Okay, basic English <laughs> aside. Ragrets. Recruiting manager at Twitter. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Pronouns. Oh, boy. Ooh, a racist. Mm-hmm. A terrorist. Well, there's that. Elon, what's it? Elon Musk temporarily. Can you scroll up? Elon Musk just temporarily. Here's the one from Halley. Elon Musk just temporarily, at least, made me a lot of money, and I still dislike him. Hey, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yo, thirty nine bucks a share, and now it's up to fifty. Yeah. So if you had like let's say ten shares or whatever, like three hundred and ninety, boom, you made like five hundred. So okay. This. Elon Musk did this with Bitcoin. Not forget. Did let's he? not forget that. And Dogecoin. yeah, he did. Oh, he turned sweet. around. He turned around and said that, "Look, I'm going to turn around and allow people to buy Tesla vehicles with Bitcoin." Junk. Yeah, that that was like a ten thousand dollar jump in a day kind of thing. Damn, actually, actually, that's it was crazy. Like an hour, like it was a straight vertical line. And then when he canceled it, they're like. Junk. It shrank quicker. It shrank. Yeah, uh, hopefully you sold your stuff that. before. Yeah, it, it basically fucked Bitcoin for a while. It was fantastic. <laughs> Bitcoin's so volatile. Like, you never really know. Cryptocurrency in general is pretty volatile. but Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Doge. Yeah. Like, look, look what happened to that. Jesus. Yeah, well, you know, Doge only had a one-time thing because Elon basically pumped it. It's always Elon. It's always him. He's always messing around with the economy. Like, I, have damn. To wonder, I have to wonder how many turkey bases he's going, he goes through. <laughs> I don't know. One way or another, yeah. You know, you can buy a lot of stuff, but you can't buy brains. Oh, well, yeah, well, that's, second, that's true. Now, the second part of this story, of this you know, is why if you look at it from a different set of lens, yes, it's good that these certain Twitter people are having meltdown, but why this is the part where you probably shouldn't get your hopes too high up on Elon is that, you know, now, you know, believe whatever you want in politics and, and with, you know, and certain figureheads, but, mm -hmm. you know, Twitter said it. And this is in in this announcement, I should say, Twitter says it has no plans to reinstate former President Donald Trump's account, despite Elon Musk vowing to make significant improvements to the social media platform after becoming the company's largest shareholder and a member of its board of directors. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Twitter is committed to impartiality in the development and enforcement of its politics uh, policies <laughs> and rules, and it's just what a joke. <laughs> Come on, yeah, right? read what's actually written there, not oh when yeah, you were doing that. Oh my god. Yes. Twitter is committed to impartiality. That's fucking bullshit. bullshit. No, it isn't. Get real. Yeah. 
Yeah, our policy decisions are not determined by the board or shareholders, and we have no plans to reverse any policy decisions. As always, our board plays an important advisory and feedback role across the entirety of our service. Our day-to-day -day operations and decisions are made by Twitter management and employees. Wow. Wow. That's bonkers. I can't believe they actually said that with a straight face. That's insane. That's because they live in their own little bubble. Now they if you... they banned a world leader. What? A and sitting whole president. Of yeah, the uh, world leader actually. Like holy bonkers, man. World leader. And so if you if people had a simple cursory understanding about I guess about how wicked people work, you would know that Twitter is basically just gonna take this all the way down. It, down with them, like the, the you know, to let the ship sink with them, and you know, Elon practically has his hands tied. At oh. the time, Twitter was worried about complete anarchy basically raining down purely because of what Trump had been posting on his Twitter account. That's why they removed him without realizing that by doing so, they just fucked themselves over. And now, guess who decides to buy their stock? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did hear one thing that Twitter said they were going to reinstate Trump back in, like, 2022. But that didn't happen. And, again, even so... <clears throat> I, even so, despite what Elon has done, I would still maintain a point of advice that... You know, you should very much avoid you know, avoid using Twitter. I think the only way to burn, like, I can, I'm only, look, my prediction is that I think Elon can only do so much. And basically, it's better to get off, a, you know, a sinking ship and to let it burn and have it rebuilt from the ground up. Look, rather than trying bought... to, you know, hack, hack everything, hack all the weeds away. Sorry, he bought like less than 10% of the stock. I don't care if he's the majority shareholder. That is less than 10%. If he had something like 25, maybe 30% or some significant number, then that would be raising an eyebrow for me. But this is less than 10% stock. This is why are you freaking the hell out, everybody? I mean, blah. Well, because they see the word majority shareholder and they think that's the end of the world, mainly. Because, well, hey, he's a, he's now forced himself into essentially a board of 10 people. Assuming each person has roughly 10%. So he kicks... Hey, I now own 10%. I'm joining your 10-person table and I'm kicking the last person who has the smallest share amount out. <laughs> well, I feel like we are going to see some changes. Probably. Are Simply they because be major changes or are they I don't I don't know. Probably I think not. I think we're probably going These to see less I think we're probably gonna see less of shadow banning people, like where Elon would like step in and maybe hopefully they fix their algorithm. You know? Like their spam what bots or whatever. What would be really funny to see is if some that whole sort of 
sorry. If Elon is successful in convincing Twitter to go back to basically being a free speech platform, um, and you get a shit ton of the people who are a lot of the shit kickers there basically going out in protest and quitting their jobs, you have to wonder the kind of people who are then going to get hired. Oh, we've seen that before. Actually, just the other day, one of their, um, one of the staff, not the board of directors, but like one of the staff members who is responsible for like their TOS, I think his name was like Mohammed something. He's like, ever since this, um, I I've decided to quit Twitter because I, I want to, you know, promote rules that stop bigotry and hatred and all that. And I'm like, oh, you left? Good. Because he's one of the idiots who's going to be like looking over a tweet and determining whether or not you should be banned or not. So yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Good. Leave. Yeah, the only reason why I should... The only reason a, tw a tweet should be uh, banned or at least action taken is if it's directing someone to do something. And there would be yeah, a like causing violence and stuff. Like, yeah, there would be a lot of governors like, banned, a lot of senators banned. A yeah, lot that's of the sarcasm used before in this uh, this particular podcast would be sort of stretching that line. Mm -hmm. But to actually directly go out and say, "Go grab a gun, get some bullets, and go put a bullet into said person's head just because," that yeah. is something seriously looked at because you're instructing people to do something well Your yeah opinion, i mean to say that so and so should be shot because different story i don't know man but twitter also in their infinite wisdom when they said we're not biased bullshit yes they are because we see leftoids all the time talking about the genocide of trump supporters like every day you see this all the time Oh, the cis they white male killed the, them. And they have the thing, you know, head in the sand. Yeah, we see it all the time. It's nuts. Like, and, and that's not a violent tweet calling to arms. Oh, down with the cis white males and all this stupid crap. Yeah, we, we see people attack like that all the time. If you're transgender on that platform and a complete fucking lunatic with this idea that killing everybody is a... Killing everyone who doesn't agree with you is a great idea that you, for some reason, allowed to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why? Why is that? That should not be acceptable for anybody, if you're trans or not. You know, if you're literally calling for, like, people to go die, it's kind of fucked. That is, yeah. that is a biased approach to your platform. And from what mm -hmm. I understand, that's what Elon Musk wants to do. But I'm still concerned that he may try to do things that would be a bit um, problematic considering the kind of shit that goes on in his company. I mean, fuck. Uh, we'll see what happens. The way of this is like this to have some very... If you still hold on to hope, be cautiously optimistic. If you don't hold on to hope on Twitter, well, you know, just let it burn. Let it burn and you know, have everything set up new completely. Or go into another alternative platform. Build like build your own. Well, get some sanity and get off the fucking internet for once. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right? Go outside. Well, touch I, some grass. I guess that's, that's... Yeah, exactly. And that's really good advice, too. Practical. And so, that is that. The next segment we have is the cancellation of famous 
Expo E3 is cancelled this year. Hmm. Now, this is a bit difficult for me to understand why they would cancel E3 in 2022 right. when things are opening up more. And so, you know, I understand like the way the way things are going. Like E3 in 2020 was cancelled because of COVID. Okay, understandable. Mm-hmm. E3 in 2021 was, it seemed to be a virtual only thing. And yeah, and even then. Now, yeah, I remember we, we discussed up, this yeah. about how E3 was going like totally virtual last year. Maybe the reason they're canceling all platforms now is because last year it was not either profitable or it was just too much logistics wise to handle. And they're like, hey, you know what? We can't do it now. Better, there's not enough gaming advancement to really put or on the show to show. Even then, that's, hey, yeah, that's the probably yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, it used to be. It's weird, you know. I still remember we, even we, our guys in the podcast, used to spend an episode entirely dedicated to E3. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, because and that that was basically a testament to how much, you know. How much heads would turn just that when you know E3 was announced, but now it's it's as if things have changed, and E3 is basically going to become like a relic of like of things, including even the Expo scene. You know, yeah, even and like so, yeah. their online thing is canceled. That's crazy. Oh, it says return summer of 2022. Nope, apparently not. 20, yeah, but maybe there 20. was a, a line earlier in the article. Uh, if you scroll up a little bit. It says uh, the ba- that's the bad news, that it was cancelled for this year. The yeah. good news is, as of today, the ESA is planning to bring back E3 in 2023. The organization told uh, TechRadar E3 will return in 2023 with a reinvigorated showcase that celebrities and new exciting video games and industry innovations. Do you guys believe that? Uh, uh, it'll probably be online only. Uh, it's right, probably online, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. And so this one here, you know, we've got and so the the industry scene, the expo scene for the video game industry has changed considerably. So now we've got things like the Summer Game Fest. That's, you know, that's taking its place at roughly about the same time because E3 usually happens in June. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, in the summer months of the of the hemisphere. And so now the big, you know, the big gaming firms like Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are planning to do, they're basically going to host a direct, like digital only, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the Nintendo directs, that, yep. you know, that Nintendo Switch owners really look forward to. Yeah, I own two and I don't. Hmm. Yeah, they host that. Um, Sony basically withdrew from E3 and hosted this, you know, the state of play. And so I think now even the other companies are seeing that um, it might be cheaper and easier to do self-hosting. Yeah, that's probably what these companies are going to end up doing. See, that's my concern about the whole downfall of E3. They may decide, a place like Sony, Microsoft, Apple... They may be deciding, and like other game companies, 
they may decide to just simply completely avoid E3 because why when we can host our own event? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I wonder if there's like we a... Can, we can make even bigger and grander than the little booth that we got or the, you know, the, the section that we got at E3. So why not throw an entire gathering for their specific platform? Exactly. So I wonder, like, if... Let's say Sony or Nintendo, they probably have to pay something to be a part right. of E3, right? Yeah, oh, and not to mention they want to have to set up easy. logistics. Yeah, and it's yeah. not worth it for, let's say, Sony to be like, oh, well, we have a spot at E3, but we have to spend like four grand. Ah, maybe we won't do that. Hmm. And, you know, I, yeah, that's one thing too. And even also, like, the the devs. Maybe they don't want to get on board. Like they might, the devs might decide to piggyback off of you know Microsoft, the big three, you know Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo when they're showcasing games, you know like things like Square Enix and so forth. Yeah, they could also just drop a YouTube video about the the newest stuff they are developing, and people are going to flock to that too. Like they don't have to do it through E three. Mm-hmm. And so. Which brings us to a couple of interesting things in light of recent developments, too. You know, like, even so, we have gaming con, you know, gaming cons now. That outside of the big three. But now, I imagine things like BlizzCon are going to be very, very interesting. <laughs> if it goes. Because, remember, Microsoft bought them. Yep. And maybe we might see another plug of them going to get World of Warcraft on Xbox Game Pass. Among other things. Or whatever, whatever. Who knows? I certainly don't know. I haven't kept tabs on any of that, but it really is one of those things too. Like maybe E three should be a thing of the past if the game, you know, if even. Well, well, here's here's the thing about this though. Ever since twenty twenty, like they've been not having physical events for about three years now. That is right. Twenty twenty, twenty twenty one. Now 22, and possibly 2023, they might be coming back. But if it, is it going to be in like a physical capacity? Probably not. If, if they've spent money the last two years, you know, getting all these areas ready and advertising and everything else, they, they're probably not doing so hot in the financial department, would we really get? No, no, definitely not. I imagine the last few years, it's been problematic for them to be able to operate. Oh, it's basically impossible. Yeah, of course. You can't, because the article mentioned 66,000 attendees came to the last in-person event. I mean, you can't, you couldn't do that the last couple of years. So. And now, you know, developers are, you know, even the game developers, not so much as Sony's and so forth, are, you know, questioning the decision to attend, you know, to have a slot on the expo as well. Right. And yeah. And there's also an element of COVID's changed a few, the expo scene forever. It did. Yeah. It totally impacted the gaming industry. No, the, the expo scene as well, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Attend, attendance and stuff like that's changed well in Dell people understand that you know what what all happened was probably a show but to, to some degree but uh i i feel that things are going to take a long time to get back to the point where they were right 
we're talking maybe in 10 years it might be back and, to a semblance yeah. of pre-covid times and now you know and you know what people are going to miss as well like the developer wars like you know everybody knows that when e3 happens they always ask the question who won e3 this year well, yeah, because I mean, yep. each developer is pushing their technology to the limit to show off at E3, even if that's, you know, a tech demo and it's not anywhere near ready, but they're showing it off like, hey, look what our game can do kind of thing. But essentially anymore, E3 is three companies all just showing off their stuff. It's no longer kind of, you know, hey, I, hey, this is happening from this studio. This is happening from this studio. This happening is this, this studio. It's EA, Nintendo, Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, I stopped watching E3 in like 2018 because it just got boring because there wasn't anything really exciting. Ha- and, being like, you know, even then, well, I was I was pretty uh pretty hyped about Spyro Reignited. Like when I saw that trailer, like bro, yeah, there, there's specific things, yeah. like in between. But I mean, for the most part, it's it's three companies being like, hey. Our stuff's better, and that's that's their entire like three hours or three days thing. Yeah, hey, this we're doing this better than that other company. Well, ours has this and this technology, and it's just like you're showing essentially a slightly tweaked game in a different universe than your last game for me three the last year. Oh, yeah, like sequels when it I, comes to that. Yeah, I think Sony might be wanting to avoid. You know any publications of their latest console? I've been seeing things crop up online about how PS5s are failing, and I have to wonder if it's true or not. I actually <laughs> saw one of those too. You know, like they say, cheap parts plus you know. So now, yeah. So basically, it's this is Sony's version of like the old Xbox 360 what, Red Ring of Death, the Ring of Death. That's that's always the console game. How cheap can you make something and make it still work? I think, you know, like with hardware, though, you know, it's a balance of compromises and everything else, but, you know. Well, I guess you can yeah. ask China about that, too. Yeah, I mean, everything goes through China, let's be honest. Um, I mean, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, like, the, you know, the market for silicon well, processes Korea, has but... been, like, is in dire straits, you know. Mm. Like, yeah, and even then, if they don't have enough, you know, to throughput for consoles and stuff, then yeah, it's a whole other story. Yeah, if people became a little bit more respectable when it came to purchasing shit, I mean, I remember back with 2020 when things really started to go downhill. I kept seeing these emails and messages about how, oh, uh, because of the current problem we're turning around, it's going to take a lot longer. It's like I don't care. Give me the fucking tracking number. Let me know that it's on its way. Let me check it. I don't care if it takes two months, three months to get to me. Just as long as I can see it coming. And then once it's actually come here, I'm able to pick it up. I'm able to, you know, and unwrap it's it, so explore it properly. But <laughs> sorry. Yeah. And like the software, the hardware shortages in, in like in different sectors is so weird. Like, on one hand, people are waiting three, five, six months for a brand new car while they can get a brand new phone and, like, you know, just by rocking up. Yeah. Well, gaming console companies should have turned around and said, okay, this is a situation we're in. Not everyone who wants to buy 
the latest consult is going to get it. So instead of turning around and trying to ram it down their throats, let's extend support for the second last generation, the last generation, and the current generation. Let's just, you know, slowly move forward with that. So any games released on, say, the PS5 should also be released on the PS4 if developers are capable of, you know, shooting out a copy that's going to be compatible with it. Okay, that's actually a very good proposition because, like, the PS5 is more or less, I guess, like, 50% like unattainable for most people. Like, it's impossible to find a PS5. Even now, I've tried to, I went to Best Buy and I asked about it and they said, no, we got like 30 on back order. But they had the PS4 and they still sell PS4 games like next to the PS5 ones. So, if a PS5 game were to come out backwards compatibility with the PS4, is there really that big of a difference between the PS5 and right. 4? Like, is there? Like, the right? value proposition for it seems to be not, it's, you know... No, it's... It, it, yeah, it's, it, it, it's just not. Like, I would rather buy a PS4 than a PS5. Because, like, the difference is menial. Well, yeah, the, the console wars have essentially stale... They stalemated it, like, the 360 yeah. era. Like, PS3 and the 360 and the Wii... Well, the Wii was the exception. But, mm-hmm. like... Console games have stalemated it since then. They're, except for in PS5 era, you have the option to play at 60 FPS. But all console games are essentially at 30 FPS. And they're forever locked there. And that's just because of the limitations of the components. Right. Most right. people forget that most individuals who play console games don't particularly care about a lot of the ins and outs all they care about is they pick up their controller they start their game and they can have fun that's that it is 100 yeah. percent. that's all they yeah. care about they don't they don't really care mm. much more about now i can go further on the uh, sh- sh- the shitstorm route where microsoft have literally shown that they've fucked themselves three ways by sunday with windows 11 restricting it to only computers released in the last couple of years Oh yeah, that was lame. This is where that was so companies, lame, dude. If they go down this sort of path by cutting off, uh, Sony, for instance, really should have picked up with the PS3 instead of just slowly dying it out. They should have really picked it up because for some people, that's I mean, all they've got. Yeah, but you know, there's also the the really bad thing that's happened. Eh, it started in the '60s, which was planned obsolescence. So. Yep. Oh, that occurred before the sixties. Well, that's when it really that's really when it kicked off. Because mm-hmm. people were like, Hey, if I sell them one washing machine and it lasts fifty years, I'm gonna go out of business. So yeah. let's start making components undersized and stuff wear out quicker and mm-hmm. not grease these fittings so that they'll fail after a certain amount of hours or so yeah, you see, keep putting Yo Noble, you're totally right about the um planned obsolescence when it comes to light bulbs how they had like certain amount of hours it's supposed to last and then over the years it was like less and less hours like every 10 years or so they make it like a few hours less <laughs> they do well, that with that like smartphones and crap like, too a legitimate thing that that's like actually a legitimate thing that you can look back oh it is because they basically had a meeting and they're like okay we're doing too good of a job. Our light bulbs are lasting like 10,000 hours in 1929. We we can't do this. We can't keep making them last longer. 
So let's start using weaker components. And if we all agree to keep going with weaker components so that stuff fails sooner, we'll all they have to buy more money. Yeah. If they're all like, okay. So everyone started lowering their quality. And basically, each other was telling each other, and they were tattling basically back and forth on on all the companies, so that everyone's uh, light bulbs came down at basically the same rate, so that they were all the same, so that everyone's light bulbs were garbage. So there yeah. you go, planned obsolescence, right. yeah. and it's fine. There's a lot more to it, but look, here's how it goes: if people were more focused on purchasing good quality components, and companies were willing to actually support that. Just because one person owns a washing machine for fifty fucking years, they can that person can turn around, start a family, have kids, and then when their kids get older, they go, "Oh, my parents had this washing machine. I'm going to go buy the same one of a current model." So while your profits will be drawn out longer, if a com- if you can show that we can produce good parts, people will go buy it. Unfortunately, people are fucking morons and they go buy the shiniest thing they can. Yeah, but that's that's part of, you know, hey, this one has more features. Hey, next year, mm-hmm. or two years. Hey, this one has more features two years later. Hey, this one has more features. It's not we're going to develop the best thing we can. It's we're going to develop something that's adequate. Yeah, like, the, I actually have, I, I, I actually got really, really mad at Logitech. Like, I called, the, I got on the phone, and I sent yeah. emails and stuff with their customer support, because I bought the, the Ergo Max. A... 90 to 100 dollar mouse that's a trackball mouse it's it's a niche market i really really like it it has Old the tech. same problem boomer tech <laughs> well no i i i just enjoy it because it's more comfortable and i don't okay. have to lift my mouse to play games i can just literally move my mouse and i can go my cursor goes across the screen but um it has the same switches that the mx560 that I have like six of that are dead because they use a tiny little flimsy piece of metal to make the contact for your clicks on your mouse buttons. And that flimsy piece of metal after 5,000 clicks or so bends so that it no longer functions correctly. Oh, no. That, see, that's not cool. You're spending 90 bucks and, on and that. I, and and I, 5,000 yeah. clicks is not a lot of clicks, honestly. No, no, it was it was less than like two years and my mouse was literally doing the duck click thing that all Logitech trackball mouses are known for doing. Yeah. Like, Ooh. you search in yeah, Logitech that's... trackball and you'll probably get double click problem. And it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's a known problem. It's a known thing. I would pay $5 more if you gave me a good switch in the mouse because it's, it's a cheap quarter of a penny micro switch that's made in china i can go and buy like a thousand of them for 20 bucks damn but i don't want to have to take my mouse apart desolder the connections resolder the connections back on and have a new one that will quality mouse Hmm. and i i literally got i literally it was funny logitech's like sorry can't help you you're hosed oh goodness just buy so, another uh, one, and I was like, bruh. I we got a live comment a here from uh, Chuck. Chuck says, uh, I have a fridge that's been running longer than I've been alive. Still works just fine. See, mm. you know, when, when boomers say, they don't make things like they used to, They're not they joking. really don't. They're not joking. Yeah, you're, they don't. <laughs> Crazy. We had, 
We got rid of a fridge we've had since the '80s for a newer fridge that was supposed to. <laughs> Whoa! Because it, it was like, oh well, it's slight, it's bigger, and I, I was actually trying to convince them to go to an even larger model, but they was like, no, this one's big enough. We won't ever fill it. And like less than six months later, it was full of crap. And it's like, you said you wouldn't fill it. A, when you pack crap in a fridge to the brim, it's going to wear out, wear it out, which is already going to be worn out. Because they undersize the components. Yeah, yeah. So you know so, the, the compressor has to work harder and everything else. But that's planned obsolescence in a nutshell. I had a uh, Razer keyboard before, and that thing sucked. It used to like literally kill USB on my computer. I got this uh, <clears throat> Cooler Master keyboard. It weighs a ton. It's noisy as all fuck, and when I got it, it wasn't working. All I had to do was pull it apart and clean the bastard. Now, someone spilled soft drink in there. Hence the reason why it wasn't working. But mm. since then, uh, the keyboard itself, there has been no problem with it. It's not the type of keyboard that I want. But if I go find the similar type but full size, I'm going to buy it. If I can get it with the right term, keycaps. Because one, it's... You can maintain the bastard, especially if it gets dirty. And two, this thing survived for several months with soft drink uh, sprayed all on the insides of it. And it was like, after clean, it was like, oh, I'm fine. Wow. Okay, Razor. cool. Okay. Razor clip killing my fucking USB. I'd plug, some, I'd plug a thumb drive in, and all of a sudden, USB on my computer would just go nuts. So my mouse, my keyboard, any hard drives, thumb drives. Anything I had connected up to there just switched off. And I found out Razer, it had a 500 milliamp draw on USB 2, which is how much power USB 2 can distribute. So my keyboard was literally just going, fuck this, and causing just, ah. It was insane. Oh, good. You don't put warnings yeah. on the box for a reason. <clears throat> well, All USB... Right. We, we should, yeah, sorry. We got to really sidetracked. Yeah, <laughs> we went off, yeah, we went out of the track to go and have a, you know, to go all back in my day. We, we didn't go down the rabbit hole, we're off in the pasture somewhere. We went, yeah, we went off in the hole, you know, we didn't make them like a used to route. Oh well. Get off my lawn, you dumb kids! <laughs> my old tech is better than your shiny new <laughs> toy. Oh well. But I guess that's the end of this week. What did you guys think? Not as much train wreck news as I thought, but uh, I, I have to say it was enjoyable watching lefties have an absolute meltdown when Musk became a 10% shareholder. <laughs> yeah, right. They totally did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Devil? Uh... It'll be nice to see the fallout of uh, Musk, but who knows? As for yeah. some of the other shit, oh, please. Now, see, I think it was actually I right. Like this, saying. I didn't, I didn't see it at first, but it was right. Like this is the, this really is the window to the future, and you set the mood for it perfectly. I just didn't <laughs> see it. Yeah. I, uh. I just didn't see it until we hit the E three segment. E3, like I, I would actually be happy to see that thing basically go under and something else exactly. take over, like E4. <laughs> I, I think that's, yeah. 
Let's just E3 say three is a better list in the past. Like way E3. overdue for its death. And so yeah, like the I know the conflict is one thing that was for sure a window to the future. The Twitter thing, yeah, it just I just was probably a bit too dense. Oh well, no, but it was great. Anivira. Well, I like many are thinking about like the, the future of the fandom and all that, and obviously the the literal crap that went down at MCFC, holy bonkers, man. That's that's not that's not the future, and that that's not. There is at least you know I, I don't want to say like the future looks bleak because that would be like a pessimistic attitude. I'm actually pretty positive about some some new things happening. I mean, guys, check out Free For All. It's like one of the few good cons out there. And I think that's going to be the trajectory of the fandom. Not, you know, destroying hotels or doing crap like that. That's nasty. No. It's just just check it out. The fandom needs to take to get back into, you know, back to its roots. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And as for everything else, well, that remains to be seen. Only the people who really have wisdom can can really change things back to the way that it should be, to the right path. Move yeah. things forward in the correct path right. direction. And that I hope that Elon and right. his money can change Twitter, hopefully. Maybe. Probably not, but let's see. All right. And as always, hopefully you enjoyed this in the making, and as we did in the making of this, our episodes are, as always, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, BitChute, and more further down the line. This is us signing off for the week. Farewell. Until next time. Stay tuned for the next rambles. Bye-bye. <laughs>